Yeah, I pressed it oh, ages ago. Oh, hi. Hello. Hi. So we've got some very exciting news that's either going to pay off really well for us or do terribly, which is that we've changed microphones. We've gone back to our old setup. Yeah. I feel really weird. It's very I'm like strange. Peering over the top of it. Um, yeah. So we don't actually know how this is going to turn out because when we used to have these mics, we had a like soundproof studio, and now we sort of have this weird, slightly echoey room that yeah. we record in. But you know what? We're trying for We're you. We're trying because we, we've listened to the feedback. Not you, fuckhead reviewers. Don't care about you. No. Go away and listen to Case File if you want a serious podcast. But to our actual fans that are like, FYI, it sounds like shit. That's who we're doing this for. We're doing it for you because we've had quite a few reviews from nice people who are like, I just wish they'd sort out the mouth noises. And I understand that. I actually do because I'm not a mouth noise fan either. But it was kind of like you either have the podcast and you have the mouth noises or you don't have the podcast. Yeah. And you don't have the mouth noises. But I'm still going to go like that because that's just a tick of my way of talking speaking of bad reviews i did want to read this one out which i'm we've kind of slowed down on the reading out of bad reviews but this was too good you know the one i'm going to talk about don't you i think i do i'm obsessed with it i am obsessed with it okay it's very low brow by strangest fruit one star (laughs) i was super excited to hear there was a podcast for australian mysteries and conspiracies the first podcast i heard had none of the promised content about pine gap (laughs) but was filled with prattle between two seeming simple seeming simple seeming simple women talking about cheese <laughs> <laughs> they seem to find themselves very amusing we do yeah but i think that was the drink talking it was it was absolutely <laughs> if you're interested in listening to two very dull excuse me self-satisfied individuals i mean yes yeah then this podcast is for you i have better things to do with my time what a wasted opportunity so, I mean... Hilarious, because here's my first bit of advice, strange fruit. <laughs> Why don't you click on the episode called Pine Gap instead of the episode called Mystery Minute 6 or whatever it was? That's on you. It's <laughs> you simple That's what's person. so great is that they're like, oh, these two simple women. <laughs> but it's like you couldn't even figure out... It's very straightforward, I have to say. It's pretty easy. It's yeah. a Mystery Minute. Yeah. And then there was one that's called Pine Gap. Yeah. It's you click on the Pine Gap yeah. one. Do you want to hear that Mate. one? My yeah, my best advice would be click on that on one. On the one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't review case file and be like, <laughs> I was expecting a five parter on Belanglo and all I got was a thing about Silk Road. It's like Rude. One star. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, we're not gonna go on about bad reviews anymore because we actually do did want to say to you guys, if you haven't done it already, please give us five stars because we're now down to four out of five. Yeah, because of people like Strange Fruit that just don't get it. So if you get it and you like it, give us five stars. If you're gonna go in and give us four, just give us five. (laughs) Like I promise you we'll earn that extra stuff. We'll earn it from you and then you'll regret giving us four. You'll think (laughs) I wish I gave those girls five because they grew on me. Yeah. And we will. You'll grow to love us. We're growers. It's happened to me with every podcast that I've started to listen to that I haven't liked. I've grown to love Oh, my God. I used to hate My Favourite Murder. Same. Hate it. And And Case File. Remember how much I hated Case File? Mm -hmm. And now I want to marry all three of those people. All of them in some sort of polygamist wedding. I want to be in. Um, But anyway, the only other thing I wanted to talk to you about in person, because we haven't talked about it. Hours. Sorry, years too late. I know. Like the stalest... Like, the movie isn't stale, but my watching it 
in 2019 is yeah. stale. Uh, I finally <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies, and I've talked about it for years. Oh, no. And I'm just like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. When I said but to Josie, I, I was like to Josie, I was like, okay, obviously we don't do too much, you know, chit chat at the beginning of these anymore. But I just want to talk about John Wick because we didn't get to do it in Mystery Minutes. And she was like, Yay! <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Let me dredge up the thoughts I had years ago when the movie came out. Um, the only thing I really wanted to say mm. was. I watched it because I saw it on Netflix there, mm-hmm. just it was there mm-hmm. to watch. And I got so hooked so quickly, but mainly because the entire premise <laughs> of that film is just retribution yeah. for killing a puppy. Yeah. And that's a real mood for me as yeah. someone who really likes dogs. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, I quite liked that his wife, you know, died of an illness as you opposed to Well <laughs> I mean I didn't like it, but like I was like, yeah, don't don't have like these people come in and kill your wife and then you yes. go on a rampage because yes. they killed it's, your wife. It's done. We've seen that. That's done. done. It's very sad. We've seen men with missing daughters yes. going on a fucking There's a lot rampage. of movies like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been done. It's been done. Kill the fucking puppy. I mean, I hated when they killed the puppy. Yeah. I was very upset. I never had fucking Theon Greyjoy and his I know. cronies. And then by the time he started, like, going absolutely batshit on everybody for killing the puppy and just tracking this guy down like <laughs> a fucking demon, yeah, I was like, this is such a mood. All of this for that tiny little puppy that he yeah. had for a few weeks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, make an entire movie about, you know, murdering a puppy murderer. <laughs> Can someone just make a whole series yeah. of a person that just goes around? They have. It's called John Wick. There's okay. three of them. <laughs> Great. Um, well, I'm going to watch the second one this weekend, mm-hmm. so I will not go on about that. But, They're yeah. all great. And I have to say, it's like my brother started leveraging synergies <laughs> and he also he's good at, like, buzzwords. Yeah. And he gave me this one, which is Jerry Action. What is that? Which is your Taken's, your Equalizers. Oh, what else can I think of? Old men in action movies. Oh, yeah. Like your, yeah, Liam. Yeah. Yeah. And like Keanu's 51. He may not really look 51, but he's 51. And by the third one, you can tell he didn't actually like shape up for it, but he doesn't need to because he's fucking Keanu Reeves and he cares. He can do what he wants. But he knows how to like the choreography is amazing. The fight scenes are so good. And he's still pissed off about the dog, I can tell you. Good. In the third movie. Be just. (laughs) Great. <laughs> so never good. get over the dog. Never. I never will. I rewatched that movie recently for like, oh, I've probably seen it four or five times. I'm still like, mm, here it comes. Like, I hate that bit. Yeah. It was really upsetting as someone that didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And I was sitting there with my dog and I was oh, like, nearly no. no one would, we, I would go and kill 50 people if they did that <laughs> to you and you're going to be okay. And then she tried to bite me. So that was not really. You're like, I take it all back. I was like, take Beyond, it all back. Do your worst. <laughs> back to the streets with you. <laughs> Anyway, so, well, I mean, that's all I had to talk about. Is there anything you wanted to talk about? Um, I need to take my earring out. Okay. It's rattling against this new setup that we've got. I really like someone did a drawing of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got us wrong, which was fine because it's still the cutest thing ever. Yeah. And I had big earrings. I on. totally <laughs> accepted wearing the jumpsuit. Yeah. That got around the vaginal mound <laughs> issue. I was very into that. Yeah. And then I was like, my vest is vintage yeah but it was your vest it was but it was like you were wearing my vest and I was just wearing a giant and I'm also astronomically tall in that which I loved as well yeah someone said is Mel really that tall how tall are you um 172 centimeters so you're three centimeters taller than yeah me. I thought you're only just taller the than hair me. though yeah and just the general vibe you've got a bigness about you oh my god 
I <laughs> so Kate was like, so when I see my dog in the morning, mm. I usually I get ready upstairs and then I come down and say bye to her and like spend some time. And I wear a lot of like peasant tops and flare jeans and like yep. big jackets and things. And I always walk out with this <laughs> huge curly hair and all these big dangly things. And the dog just goes loses her fucking mind <laughs> and just tries to jump up You're on like me. You're like a and, giant toy. Yeah, that's what Kate, Kate's like. It's because you come in here with all your sleeves and your colors and your <laughs> pants and she's freaking out. You always stress her out and just like anyway. Because Kate, Kate dresses like Justin Bieber, so mm. I don't think she can talk. <laughs> she literally at the moment looks like Justin Bieber. Just like long tops. Like big, big like Harley Davidson t-shirts mm. and like black straight leg 90s jeans, mm-hmm. Doc Martens, oh. <laughs> uh, and then like 50,000 earrings, you know, right. ears. Yeah. It's like Justin Bieber. And you hair slipped back. Be more different. Could, we used to dress exactly the same, and really? then I started going, getting into vintage stuff. And she went to Germany and came back looking like she was like a Berg. What was that Bergein? Bergein? Oh yeah, like okay. a Ber- Bergein? No. Oh, it's like Bergein, but I've always thought it was like Bergein or something. Horrible lips. There's some mouth noises, but we're speaking mm. German, so we're it's excused. okay. If anyone's been into that club. I don't think anyone I Tell used us. to date a guy who went and he was like, Oh yes, Berghain. Berghain. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what that is. So All I know how to say in German is hey, das ist mein Hamburger. Oh, that's which we so learned good. at school in case someone steals your burger. Yeah. Speaking of which, Maccas still haven't come to the party oh, there. Well, I think we're giving up. I might move on to KFC. Yeah. <laughs> Can someone just send us some fucking food? Anyway. Mm, that was... we're, st- we're wasting away here, guys. If you could see us, you'd be concerned. <laughs> if only you could see how, how, how tiny and slim just we are. Gaunt. We're just locked in this weird <laughs> podcast room with its echoing sounds and the toilet noises mm. and motorbikes and whatever Sirens. Outside. Did you sirens. see someone yes. said in the group they got scared I by did. our sirens? Sorry. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. enough with the chit-chat. Well, don't know how many minutes that was, but you know what? We'll put it in the notes, guys. Um, I'm doing just, I'm so excited about today's episode because <laughs> mm-hmm. there is quite literally nothing to be triggered about about this. It's just a good time. Yep. It's just a fucking good time. <laughs> and, the, and the good time is, and there's going to be a lot of listeners that have no idea about this. And I love that so yes, much because this is a local Sydney story. But I feel like potentially outside of that, you may not. What? Oh, I was just going to say, I knew about oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> you put your hand up so concerningly then, like you wanted to tell me to stop. I'm sorry. No, I in Newcastle knew about it because it was in oh. all the Sunday papers. Okay. That's so, the only reason I knew. So potentially you did know about this, but it's the Coogee Bay Hotel Poo. And <laughs> it's already great. Just saying the word poo, I'm poo five years is old. so good. I'm five years I old. I love poo. So I'm not going to elaborate on that yet because I think the story is just too good. But I have a shitload of, um, what's my callies? Credits. Credits to give because I really needed to go deep on this one, guys. Also, if you can hear clapping, it's because there's a prezzo yeah. happening. Like. A room away. Happened last time as well. <laughs> They're not applauding us, although they should. Be. We, we didn't start putting like applause, like <laughs> noises to make you laugh. <laughs> no, it's like just a sitcom. Our colleague Josie and Mel, they're yeah. the odd couple hanging out. What would our we would we be like Golden Girls? Yeah, definitely. We'd have like single beds, but in the same room. <laughs> I, I'm into that mood, by the way. Anyway, do you snore? Me? Yeah. Uh, yes. Mm. Apparently. I'm not into sharing a room with you then. Okay. Well, uh, with a divider wall. 
Whoa. Wow, we are funny in this sitcom. <laughs> anyway, so Sydney Morning Herald from October 26, 2008, Eamon Duff and Andrew Webster. News.com.au, the credit said 2009, but I think it was an updated original article by Nick Lays. Courier Mail by Stephanie Gardner and Adam Bennett, October 27, 2008. And an ABC article from the 29th of October, 2008. Sunday Telegraph, Nick Lays again and Sherry Markson, November 2, 2008. The Herald Sun by Nick Lays, who was very on this case. He was like all over this. November 9, 2008. The Advertiser, December 11, 2008. And I'm also going to credit Junkie, which is actually a pedestrian competitor, but you know what? They deserved it. Credit where credit's due. Uh, By Rob Stott, October 2018. He did like a, like 10 years on, what's going on? Which was actually such a fucking great read. Um, And I do recommend it because he kind of like summed up a whole bunch of different news things in one, but he also went back and looked at a whole bunch of stuff, so... So the Coogee Bay Hotel is this super popular spot in Coogee, as you know. Yep, it's my hood. I wouldn't yep. say that's my local because the Coogee Pavilion exists now and it's yes. a lot nicer. I mentioned Coogee Bay Hotel in my shark arm episode because yeah. I was like, yay, a nicer place to go and drink. So the palace, is it palace? Yeah. The palace is down the other end. Yeah, well now it's the pavilion, but it used to be oh, the, the palace. Oh, the pavilion. It used to be the palace. It's like one of the big drinking spots. Yeah. And then the Coogee Bay Hotel is the other one. Yeah, on and the other end of the beach. Yeah, and it's been around actually since 1873, which is wild. Wow. But... My parents particularly used to go on about it in the 70s because they were like, oh, Selena's. Mm. We always used to go to Selena's and see ACDC at Selena's yeah. for like $2. And, and it's like Nirvana played there in mm-hmm, excess. Mm-hmm. I saw the Killers there last year because they're Did trying you? to bring it back. Oh, it's not really happening, but that was yeah. cool. That is cool. I could walk home. Yep. Um, but its most notable moment came in 2009. <laughs> on October the 5th, Stephen and Jessica White took their three sons, aged eight, seven and three, to the Coogee Bay for lunch one day with friends. And so the pub was actually advertising itself as a family-friendly spot to watch the Rugby League Grand Final. All right. Uh, so reports actually differ on what the Whites weren't happy about. Some reports say they weren't happy with the prices of food, the facilities, the staff attitude. Some say it was just the price of food. Apparently the gelato was $19, which is actually insane. Yeah, especially back then. I would be complaining too. Mm. Some say it was seating issues due to to like the popularity of the venue for that day. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. Why would you go on grand final day? It's always going to be packed. Exactly. And some say the complaint was regarding the hearing of the grand final over the hotel's music and that the TVs were inside so they couldn't see the game. So one of the commentary. It sounds like it was something to do with the logistics of this family-friendly day. And I'm not actually 100% sure, but I'm pretty confident the Whites weren't from Coogee and they hadn't been to the venue before. so they didn't know. Yeah. Because I would never go there for this purpose. (laughs) No. So I have a feeling they've come in specifically for that. Let's go to the beach, have a nice time, go to the Coogee Bay, have some lunch, watch the footy. Yeah. And that's not really how it went down. So whatever the issue was, after they complained, they were served complimentary gelato by the hotel staff. The Whites said there was chocolate, vanilla and hazelnut ice cream. And in the bowl was something they assumed was, quote, compacted chocolate. Mm. Jessica took a bite and became, quote, violently ill. And she told the Sydney Morning Herald, quote, later, this huge bowl of ice cream arrived at our table as a sorry for all the hassle. There were four scoops, including vanilla, chocolate and hazelnut. At the bottom, there appeared to be chocolate. Greedily, I went for it ahead of the kids. Thank (gasps) heavens I did. The stench, the taste, I spat the food into a napkin and immediately I was sick. 
Which is like, I mean, it is fucking funny, but it's also horrific. I would die. I would actually, no. I can't think of anything worse. Anyway, she told the Sunday Telegraph, my friend thought I was overreacting, but when she smelt it, she started screaming, oh my God, they've served us shit. (laughs) (laughs) There were some pretty good headlines that came out of this. Like there was one that was like, they made my mum eat shit and like (laughs) all this like amazing stuff like that. But anyway. So, obviously, they immediately went to the Waverley Police Station, which is, you know, like, it's weird to go to the police over food, but I guess maybe I would do the same because I'd be so, yeah, like, disgusting. shocked by the situation. Like, you put your shit in someone's food. That's, yes. like, a next-level complaint. That's not just, I can't hear the football. Yeah, exactly. And I should actually clarify that I did obviously go to the manager and were like, yes. what the fuck? And it was, like, not an altercation, but just like a, mm. I don't know how this has happened. Mm-hmm. This isn't on us. You know, that, you know, he said, she said sort of situation. So then they went to the police. Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, They took along a sample of the alleged poo. Oh, my God. And they were advised it was a health department matter. Mm Mm-hmm. Then the hotel owner, Chris Chung, and general manager, Tony Williams, offered the Whites $5,000, but without admitting liability. So it was like, we'll pay you money. To stop talking. But (laughs) we are taking no ownership of this situation. Yeah, right. Yeah. They rejected the offer and Tony Williams told Sydney Morning Herald, quote, Mr. and Mrs. White have made a demand for up to $1 million, $1 from, million the, yeah, million. Yeah, from the Kuju Bay Hotel. We categorically stand behind the high quality of our food and exemplary hygiene standards set in the new brasserie kitchen. Williams said if the incident did happen, it was an act of industrial sabotage with the hotel as victim alongside the family. So he was essentially saying some other competing company has done this. Came and took a dump in their gelato bowl, but just one gelato bowl. Just one. And only a minor amount of poop. I know. Mm Mm-hmm. So then he, so Tony Williams, made a statement to news.com.au saying, we are aware of the allegation that has been made and are treating it as extremely suspicious. The couple making the suspicious allegation have made a demand for up to $1 million from the Coogee Bay Hotel, which we believe borders on extortion. Right. So then he kind of went, he just upped the scales and went, now you're extorting us. Right. And I've seen blackmail. that they, that was their own poo. I think he is. Like, he never outright says that, but mm. he the word blackmail is also used somewhere else. So it was kind right. of this, impl- like, it was almost like implied, like, you're not being reasonable. Yeah. And now you're outright just trying to fuck with the hotel. Yep. And get a ridiculous amount of money. Yes. Um, and he also told the Courier Mail that they allegedly made off with the, quote, material and did not <laughs> allow the hotel to retain, quote, even a small sample for outside testing. Right. So they've taken off with this sample. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what happened to the rest of the ice cream. I assume, like, probably in the kerfuffle of what happened, it got chucked out. Oh, my God. You know, like, you wouldn't think I'm going to yeah. save this yeah. because this is going to turn into a legal issue. Mm. Anyway, and then he said, when I personally visited the Whites and requested a sample for our testing, this was also denied. There is now no objective means to establish where the substance came from. Right. So it's definitely implying that it might have come from their own butts. Yes. Um, But the Whites said that the reason they were taking them to court was because they didn't want them getting away with it just by giving them some cash, which I also understand Mm. because it was kind of like $5,000 shut up. You know, it's... Did it, the $5,000 offer come after the it was being reported on already? Look, that I'm not sure about because mm. um, the junkie article 
said that stuff was going down legally and then it got exposed by Sydney Morning right. Herald. But then I saw other reports saying that the Sunday Telegraph was the first to report. So it was a bit but once fuzzy it on details. Out, it was quite damning. Like as someone that yes. lived in Newcastle and I'd never heard of Coogee in my life, all I knew about it was this poo story. Yes. And that Jennifer Hawkins had bought a place with Jake Wall. <laughs> When she relocated from Newcastle to Sydney, that's where she settled. And so that was my first (laughs) taste of Coogee. And it was definitely marred by the poo. Yeah. I was like, hee hee, Coogee. Well, all these reports are from the end of October, all the news Mm. reports, and it happened on the 5th of October. So there would have been a couple of weeks there potentially where the 5,000 was offered and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't actually think, look, this don't, quote me on this vibes but like I don't think the whites were the ones to go to the media right. because I'm pretty sure in the junkie article he was saying how um he spoke to oh he, he I don't know if he spoke to the reporter or what happened but it was like the rep- like in 2018 but the reporter who broke it for Sydney Morning Herald and I say that in inverted commas because Sunday Telegraph mm. also thinks they broke it but Whatever. So Andrew Webster said that he, I think it was like he was drinking at the Coogee Bar a bit and he got kicked out for being drunk, but he wasn't drunk. He just tripped over the chair or something. It was like one of those amazing okay, stories. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I think he was like started investigating something or like a bartender was like, oh, well, you know, there's this whole thing going on. And then it right, all unraveled. Right, he heard about it. We like, should be like, how good to break that case? Like, this is gold. Yeah. <laughs> Similar to our Engadine Macca's expose. True. Very true. <laughs> So the Whites took the sample to this place called the National Measurement Institute, which is this government-run body. Like, this is how high up this gets. I I looked up the website because I was confused what they did. And it said, Australia's peak measurement body responsible for biological, chemical, legal, physical, and trade measurement. So it's just kind of like a place that checks samples, I assume. Right. Uh, but I don't know why they could just go themselves um, because there was also like another report that said the sample then went to the New South Wales Food Authority. So I don't know if it was like a combo of those two things. Like yeah. the food authority used that body. Yes. To Very do the confusing. Testing. There's a lot of conflicting reports on this. All the news articles kind of have little different yeah. elements they to them. Probably and all trying to get different details since they're all going out with it. No yeah. wonder I kept seeing it in the paper. Yeah. They were like fighting over. Oh my we God. We broke it and we yes. got new information. Yes, so exactly. I do remember the funny headlines too. I know. That was so good. And they always accompanied with like a picture of ice cream, yes. chocolate ice cream. So that was very visceral. <laughs> yeah, like it was. it was like, wow, I really didn't need to like, <laughs> I didn't need the visual. I got it. Yeah. But thank you. Thanks for adding it. Thanks for adding it. Anyway, this report found the sample, quote, had an offensive odour and physical properties similar to human excreta (laughs) and to contain (laughs) fragments of a variety of plant matter typical of excreta. So it was like, we can't for sure say it's human shit, but Mm. it's got all these properties that are like human shit. Mm. Couldn't Uh, it be animal shit? Well. Oh, sorry. Jumping ahead. New South Wales Primary Industries Minister Ian McDonald told the ABC, this is after it went to the New South Wales oh Food God. Authority. It's really going it to was, the top. It was confirmed to be faecal matter, but they would continue testing to see if the excrement was human or animal. Right. So then they tested it for DNA. Oh. Yeah, but the results were inconclusive and Ian told the advertiser, quote, while the analysis of a second sample supplied by the complainant showed a partial profile of female DNA. This is ultimately no help in determining... Determining. That is right. Determining. Yeah, determining. Uh, for some reason, I just thought I had like a little brain fart then. But I didn't. I had a brain fart over having a brain fart. <laughs> um, 
no help in determining who may have contaminated the food. Scientific advice is that one in 59 people have the partial profile. So they also said it can't be 100% confirmed to even be female DNA because it's also shared by some men, this whatever DNA. I don't really understand DNA. I don't understand it at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm just nodding at you. I know. And it was also contaminated because the sample that they had was the one that Jessica spat out. So oh, her so it DNA is in her it. DNA, which is a good cover if it was her shit. I mean, <laughs> great cover, but also like, <laughs> why would you, you do that? Your own shit to get a million dollars? You would never do that. Mm, nah. Anyway, a million dollars is a lot of money. So meanwhile, while this, all this is going down, the hotel employed three detectives. <laughs> three, <laughs> like private not detective. one. Three. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> Ken Bowditch, who had previously led investigations into the Bulldogs' alleged sexual assault scandal. Oh, wow. Okay. Which was massive at the time. Steve Matthews, an ex-detective of the Armed Hold-Up Squad. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. And Brian Haddon, who was involved in maintaining Olympic security. About a poo. About a poo. (laughs) That is three big names. Like, I don't know them personally. but in the detective world. They've got to be. Well, they have to be. Those are three pretty fucking big situations to be involved in. (laughs) I guess so much better. I just love this story. So then CCTV footage was revealed to the Sunday Telegraph that showed the ice cream being brought to the white table shortly after 6.30 p.m. Around nine minutes later, Steve White can be seen showing what looks like a white napkin to restaurant manager Sherilyn Kennedy, followed by several members of staff standing around the white's table. Mm. Soon after, Miss Kennedy is seen taking the bowl back to the kitchen... Mrs. White then gets up from the table at 6.42pm and approaches another staff member with the napkin in her hand. One minute later, she walks toward the toilet and by 7pm they've left the hotel. So that was kind of... So she didn't vomit immediately. No, and the thing as well with this is that this CCTV footage, this is all coming from the Sunday Telegraph who got the exclusive, but then... <laughs> I know, it's, Paper it's so giants, deep. It's the so Kuchi deep. Um, but I got so invested in this story. <laughs> so they got the exclusive, but then there was another news article and I could not for the life of you tell me tell you which one. Mm. Could not for the life of me tell you which one. <laughs> the life of me. Yes. <laughs> but- you were like, the life of you. <laughs> Josie, I couldn't to save your life tell <laughs> so you. If someone put a gun to your head and said to me, which article was it? I'd say Korea Mail. And I would not be sure if I was right. Oh, my God. I'd try. You're gambling with my life. Oh, do you want me to just let you die because I'm going to say I don't know? Yeah. Yeah, I'd it rather you try, That was a honest. good guess, okay? Thanks for trying. Anyway, uh, so they were then saying, oh, like, the CCTV footage reporting was a bit off. So I don't fucking know. But that, that's the basics that I got from Sunday Telegraph and no one else really clarified it very well, so. And because it was the Sunday Telegraph, we only saw still pictures. We didn't see the video, right? Yes. So there was no. I don't think the video was ever shown anywhere. Oh, I want to see the video. Uh, I can have a look and see if I can find it. I actually didn't try at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, mm. this is so good. I think you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. Trevor Morling QC, who chaired the Lindy Chamberlain <laughs> Royal Commission <laughs> and had acted as an arbitrator in a dispute between the British government and Iran <laughs> over the supply of armaments. Oh, my God. Trevor Morling, yep. QC, came out of retirement 
You're lying. No. <laughs> it sounds like an April Fool's. To manage a 12-hour mediation session between the hotel and the whites. Oh, my Lord. They got a fucking QC. He's there. He's retired. He's enjoying his shandy. He's having a nice... He's sitting on his balcony. He's watching the grandkids play some soccer. The cricket's on in the background because, you know, the he's rugby league's over. All he does is wear Ugg boots now because he doesn't even have to put shoes on. Never puts pants on. No. He Trevor Morlin QC hates pants. And if their pants are very elasticated. Yeah. Because it's very chill now. His wife is like, please, can you just wear one? She bought him a pair of slacks from that weird magazine that you get in the oh, middle of yes. that fly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, they look like trousers, but they're comfy they're like comfy track ones. pants. So and she was like, Trev, <laughs> sometimes I'd like you to put some pants and on. And he had to because he got called up to do this. This is not a hotel, Trevor. But yes, he puts on his special pants from his little flip book of (laughs) special pants that are like track pants. And he has to go and mediate a fucking session because apparently they need the guy that dealt with Lindy Chamberlain's (laughs) Royal Commission and Iran and British arms issues to come and deal with the shit from a Coogee Bay hotel. Anyway, amazing, 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 amazing. So that mediation session, 12 Mm. hours, no actual breaks. What? I know. Imagine the mouth noises. (laughs) Worse than this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Botching. Botching. (laughs) Botching. (laughs) Oh, my God. Botching. Botching. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I just know someone's going to pick up on that now, too, and do some sort of drawing, and it'll never leave me. It's like Zesty. Zesty was never meant to be a thing. It just became a thing. And now all of you are called Zesties. And I can't escape it. And then I have, like, people people that I don't know say Zesty to me, and I think, did you pick that up via the way this podcast has made that a word? Or is this just other people picking up a word (laughs) at the same time as me? I don't know. Anyway. Like like people's like sports girls zesty socks yes. and I'm like is that just natural that Should someone we thought up that sue sports girl yes slash no <laughs> we don't know for a million dollars for one million dollars and a and a twelve hour mediation session with Trevor Morling QC in his tracksuit pants his tracksuit pants and I say pants because mm. they're pants oh yes they've even got like a little fake zipper I'm just I'm very a invested in the pants I think the material is that sort of jersey. That yes. seems like cotton. And they've sewn mm-hmm. um, seams into the front so they look like they're pressed, but they're not because they're just, they're seams, but they look like pleats because that's the illusion that he's got really pressed slacks on. And everyone's like, Trevor, your suit is so nice. It's so nice. It's never wrinkled. And he's like, thank God, my wife Maureen. <laughs> Oh, Moors. I just headbutted Moors, the Moors knows what's fucking up. You know? She does. She fucking sorted your life out, Trevor. I think you need to thank her. Send her some flowers today. I can't today. imagine sitting in uncomfortable pants for 12 hours listening to people argue oh. about poo. I imagine have to wear comfortable I just, pants. I, need, I know we're stuck on this, but just imagine coming out of retirement mm. and having to sit in a 12-hour mediation session between a family yeah, did he get and paid? a hotel? Yes, I'm sure he got paid a shitload a of money. A million dollars. He probably got a million dollars. Anyway, sorry, I'm going to move on. We're moving on from the pants okay. of the iron. Bye, Trevor. Like, bye, Trevor. Enjoy your pants. Um, so that actually resulted in a fifty thousand dollars settlement to the family to avoid further legal action. The money was also given alongside a full apology from the hotel and a retraction of any suggestion that the oh. Whites staged the whole affair to extort money. So they had to basically right. pull right back. Um, and the case has actually never been solved. 
So who did the shit? We don't know. How the feces ended up in the ice cream. Um, oh a statement God. from the New South Wales Food Authority found by Junkie says, after three laboratory analyses, inspection of CCTV footage and interviews with all people involved in the complaint, there is still no definitive proof of whom or where the fecal matter came from. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's, it's an, an actual Aussie mystery. mystery. Um, so the theories are, there's only three. Hmm. You could come up with whatever you wanted, really, with this, but I went to three because okay. I don't think anything else is logic. I didn't go down aliens Alien, or yeah, Harold Holt. Aliens, is, it's probably got nothing to do with Glenelg. A lithopanther got into the kitchen and <laughs> shat in a bowl of ice and cream. And just, like, shot out one of those, you know, those round little shits that <laughs> marsupials do. Yes, like he just, like, fucking shot one out <laughs> into the bowl and then he just slinked off. <laughs> That visual, again, way too visceral. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. It's like a Malteser. I just, just got such a... It just, it just shoots out. <laughs> just sitting in the bowl and then like... The no. <laughs> Butching. Butching. <laughs> That's the gift that will never stop giving. I love butching. <laughs> You guys couldn't see, but Mel did this like thing, finger gun as she did it. I did a finger gun. It's almost as bad as that. Picture. Josie found a picture of me today because I used to do videos for Girlfriend Magazine when I worked They're there. They're going to find it. They're going to Google them. I don't even care now. It's fine. But um, she found one of me. I'm like doing shockers to the camera. You're like, yeah. Like just heaps of shockers. So, so many shockers. Like shockers Someone forever. needed to like tell me to cool it on the shockers, yeah. I think, back in 2014. Anyway. Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, my happening. God. We've gotten so sidetracked. It was bitching. Bitching. I'm sorry. Stop. I'm sorry. And the, the visual image of the lithopanther shooting out one pellety shit <laughs> into the ice cream. Oh, my God. Anyway. So the first one is obviously did the whites fake the whole thing, mm. which is, you know, illegally shut down by that end of yes, that case. they were like, we That's it. can't say that We're legally going to say that they did not. But if you were to theorise, um, the mediation session firstly was focused entirely on clearing them of that. So clearly that's what everyone was, they were, they were very concerned about right. people. They didn't want people to think they thinking. would shoot out pellets of shit into yeah, their own ice cream into their own ice cream um and that cctv footage was also confusing i think to people because why was steve showing the napkin and then all this hullabaloo over that but then jessica's showing it and, yeah, then, and then she's gone to the toilet then she and then the she toilet. goes it was very like odd and i think it was one of those situations where you know in hindsight you would be way more alert about everything that happened mm. and like the staff at the hotel bystanders because it was very packed yes like, but at the time, it's just an, a couple of people next to you eating some ice cream and then having a freak out, and yeah. you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know at that moment. Oh my god, this is going to be a huge all over the papers. Paper giants, could you bay poo? Exactly. You'd just be like, oh, they've got a hair in their soup or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or you wouldn't even know it was happening because you'd focused on the game or whatever. Yes. You know, like you wouldn't have been paying attention. Forty. Anyway, but also it's like, where was this other sample for the hotel? Yes. And it was probably because they likely just chucked it all out like yeah. they were probably well, just like oh i'm really sorry i don't understand what's going on then uh. the woman took it and she probably just like chucked it yeah because she was probably like oh i don't you know like panic mode yes. kind of thing yep. anyway so there was that um but if that was their intention they actually didn't end up with much cash in the end because according to the herald sun with the legal fees involved for them they wouldn't have walked away with much more than 5k oh so then i kind of wonder yeah if you'd bother 
going this far with something. Yeah. You know, to would you even resolve mm. to 50,000 in the end then? Like I would think you would just be continuing to go on and on and on. Mm. Because you'd be freaking out. I don't know. It just uh, the behavior seems. Yeah. The behavior doesn't seem like it does seem weird. We to be did like, it ourselves. I demand a million dollars, like to put a dollar figure yeah. on your. But then I just wonder. Discomfort. Sometimes people get weird legal advice. Yeah. Like and in America, like, they would have got three billion dollars. I know. Like everyone sues everyone over there. I just can't imagine that you would be so pissed, or you would think that this would so work out to put your own shit into yes. some ice cream. It's very elaborate. It's very elaborate and un- unlikely mm. to me. But could you put some dog shit? Like, I've got cat shit all over my house. Because, like, Leroy, he kind of always snap it off. So there's, like, oh. sometimes one in the hallway. Poor thing. Oh, Leroy. But it's, like, maybe they brought dog shit and, like, didn't eat it. Created the hullabaloo. Put, put it in the ice cream. Oh, but then they're on CCTV. Yeah, like I'm just That's sort of like, thing. how would how you do it? do it subtly? But then the, the CCTV footage as well was – I saw in an article that it was very grainy because obviously right. CCTV footage is generally quite grainy. Um, so it was kind of like a bit of a confusing thing in and of itself. But, yes, I just think – there. I can see why it was a theory. Mm-hmm. I can also see how in a whatever happened in that mediation session, how that was thrown out. Yes. And – actively that the whites were like no part of this deal is that you absolve us from any like no more saying shit about us when it was i do remember when they were like it's female dna yeah so then it made jessica jessica yes look very sus like the papers were kind of yeah and that's going with with papers as well like they don't care that i mean we're journalists and we know we try not to do that here but uh you know, it's who's got the best headline and the most salacious angle. Yeah, exactly. And they don't really care what they're – the damage that they're doing yeah. to someone's reputation. Exactly. Like and it going was with pre – this would have been pre-smartphones, I'm pretty sure, because I – 2008, I would have been 22, 21. Oh, my God, I lied. I actually lived here then. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, in 2008 – I remember having one of those phones where you had to go onto the internet app and then, like, look at the movies and shit. It was, like, really hard to see any information. It wasn't like you were yeah, just yeah. constantly on your phone, yes, like, like now. consuming yeah. news. So it was very newspaper-based. Yes. Like, even though there's news.com.au articles, news.com.au started before phones were even, like, mm. a massive thing. So it just wasn't, like, it was very newspapery. Mm. Um, but anyway, just to cover our asses, it was not the whites no. faking it. That's 100% not what happened, as no. per the legal thing. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but the second one, which I'm much more into, mm. was it someone on staff? Yes. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the hotel had recently been refurbished, right? Mm-hmm. And this was actually one of their big, like, we're back open, yeah. everything's new and fun and amazing. And I remember this happening because I remember that the Coogee Bay was a bit like, bleh, at the time, and mm-hmm. they had a lot of issues with like alcohol violence and stuff, yeah. and they and were then trying it to got bleh again. I'll tell you a zesty anecdote. Oh, will you? After this, okay. Well, so yeah, so this was the big refurbishment. I remember mm. this happening. It was like we're going to be great again and family friendly, <laughs> and like the beer garden's beautiful and stuff, yeah. you know. Um, and staff members told the Sunday Telegraph that ten to fifteen employees lost their jobs before the relaunch about a month prior to this incident. And that there was resentment among long-term staff about this. Ah. So the hotel spokeswoman actually said that re- 
records showed only three permanent staff had been terminated. But regardless... Mm. It only takes one disgruntled staff exactly. member. Exactly. I don't think three or ten it really matters. project a pellet shit into a thing. Exactly. Projecting the pellet shit. So they could have given it to their friend that still worked there mm. and been like, can you slip this into this ice cream for me because I'm disgruntled. It seems very, again, it seems very... It, again, seems elaborate. Yeah. Because if it was someone that had been fired, they wouldn't actually have access to the ice cream. Yeah, but it could, like, I think what it was implying was, like, there was resentment with other long-term staff staff there. So there's, you know, when jobs go through those weird things where, like, you know, people get laid off Mm. or whatever and then there's still people left that are, like, pissed but they're not going to quit because they need their job but they would still piss to the company. Yeah, Mm. there's resentment. Yeah, Yeah. so there's, like, a bad vibe brewing is what I'm gathering from what these employees said. But there was also a theory that it was unrelated to the hotel and more to do with the whites as people. Mm. So one theory amongst the staff, according to the Sunday telly, was that one of the hotel's employees was frustrated by the white family. So you know how I said they, they complained? Yeah. So the nature of that complaint, like I said, it's like got different reports from so many different outlets and... Uh, it didn't really go into detail of, like, the nature of their complaint, how they were, whether they were, like, yelling, whether they were really rude or very mm. polite. I don't know. And does it even matter? Because some people yeah. don't fucking like people complaining. Yes. And I get very stressed about this every time I'm in a restaurant. Like, I am so awkward <laughs> if I get the wrong thing yeah. sent to me. Or, like, what was one recently? Because you do hear the horror stories mm. from, like, behind the scenes of what people do to your food. Yes. When you complain. And there are stories around. Like, people have done weird shit mm-hmm. to people's food because they've it, complained. Putting it down their pants. Yeah, it's in movie scenes and shit. Yeah. Like, so I, so yeah, so this is obviously was going to be a theory. That was basically one whole thing of like, did somebody do it just to them because, because of the fact they complained specifically? And then, because then the boss would have gone, okay, can someone put together some ice cream for this family that are complaining? Mm-hmm. And then they would have been like, sure, I'll do it. And then yeah. just go and snap one off and chuck it in there. And it's really unclear, but I feel like that's what the whites were saying in the first yes. place, was yeah. not you whole hotel mm. are doing this to us There's on someone. purpose. Yeah, like who It's your responsibility it. because somebody yeah. has done this to yeah. us. Yeah. Exactly what they, I think they were saying. Um, so the New South Wales Primary Industries Minister, Ian MacDonald, that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. um, he's related to the Food Authority. He called it a, quote, hostile act. And he said, quote, I can't see, given the nature of the food business, how this could occur in any other way. It would be pretty impossible to think about how this would be occurring without there being a deliberate act of treachery. Oh, so even he kind yeah. of thinks someone's doing this on purpose, but... Again, we don't know if it was because they it's hated like the hotel or act. they hated yeah. them or what. Well, so. it's not like Coogee Bay Hotel, that's like part of their process. Like it would have been an individual decision, not like, okay, I'm the boss of the kitchen. Um, I demand one of you yeah. put your shit in this. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely someone <laughs> you going rogue. Yeah. and it, But yeah, but then there was that other one which I was going to bring up, which was, was it an industry-related thing. So the place right. is refurbished. Mm. It's new. It's all flashy and new and they're yeah. promoting it. They're getting people there. So then there's that whole element. Mm, yeah. Was it someone from the palace? Yeah. The or was it all from another, like, restaurant, cafe mm. in the area? Yep. It's quite, like, that whole strip of Coogee is yeah. full of places. Is there beef between someone, <laughs> in someone and the manager of the hotel? We don't know. Yeah. And it was just a random act of vengeance that one seems less likely to me i still am like how did it get in there and then also you've got to remember that 
for two weeks or so on, there were no news reports. Mm. And if we're going by what Andrew, what's his face said, I keep Andrew Webster. Yes. Yeah. Told Rob Stoddart junkie. Mm. If we go by that, which is really one take because, like I said, the Sunday Telegraph also yeah. thought they broke the story, but but yeah, he just maybe happened it was planted upon it to both of them, and that's why they both thought they broke it because maybe there was someone feeding the story oh, to the press. Oh, now you're really getting conspiracy theory mm. on me. It's paper giants. I swear, just like we some need to guy make a third pretending one. to be a bartender. I'm just like <laughs> wiping the bar with like yes. a, a mat, and, and everyone then, just thinks he works there, yeah. but he actually doesn't work there. And someone's like, "That dude's been wiping down the bar for a while. Really Have you long seen time. that guy before?" Also, he smells like poo because <laughs> <laughs> he carries it around in his pocket, just waiting to. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you meant like <laughs> oh, the, the guy, guy. <laughs> guy just <laughs> planting the stories. Not a guy. With- like pockets full of poo <laughs> just just waiting around. to sprinkle it in everyone's yeah it oh is oh my god it does seem weird because why just the the whites why not everyone that got the 19 dollars gelato that night well that's the thing like that's why i feel sorry i'll tell you the last theory oh, and then sorry. we should talk about that yeah. the last last theory which mm. is pretty much completely blown out of the water because of what I'll tell you was that was it from the gelato supplier themselves and not actually from the hotel, oh. but it came directly from. Right. But um, a spokeswoman from Coogee Bay told news.com.au that the results from the hotel's own tests of the bucket of gelato <laughs> <laughs> revealed no fe- fecal matter in that tub <laughs> of dark chocolate gelato. Oh my God, I can't Where bear the it. scoop came from, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with that. Um, and testing was also done at the manufacturer directly right. and there were no concerning results found. So it's Almost definitely, deliberately was put in the bowl. Yes. At the Coogee Bay Hotel. At the Coogee Bay Hotel. But by who? Um, But, yeah, I think for me, my theory would be that it was a person disgruntled at them Mm. for complaining. Yeah, I think so too. And whether that was fueled by these layoffs, Mm -hmm. potentially, if there's Maybe it was just a really fucking bad day. You know, your friend's been laid off you just want to watch the footy but you have to work it's a long weekend it's always the october long weekend you're pissed off now this fucking family is arcing up about something and you just snap and then you snap one off and then you put it in the ice cream but like extreme mood it's to very snap extreme. and put shit in someone's like it makes you think maybe they did a lot did it heaps? Yeah. And like a sort of weird poop man that well, just no, goes around. Well, no, not in like a fetish way, but just if people piss them off, <gasps> they'd be like, oh, fuck you, I'm going to shit in your food. Oh, my God. But, but the whites were the only one that picked up on it. Oh, my God, that really makes me sick and upset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know because I just think it seems – I just think that you would know. Yeah. Like I just I just think that <laughs> who in food is different to someone spitting in food. Yeah. Spitting in food is like – and you know how there's like those – oh, my God. I think it's an urban legend, to be honest, mm. from America about someone jizzing into a burger. That's I actually disgusting. think it's an urban legend. But that was another one that I've remembered in life and yeah. it's always freaked me out yep. because they're things that you wouldn't know. Like no, I don't think you'd pick up on. spit or like. And they also don't, like, obviously poo is poo. Yes. It's like someone could wee in your drink and yeah, you probably you wouldn't, wouldn't even know. know. And they drop food on the ground, they put it back on yeah. your plate. And they rub it on their balls and they put it back on your plate. Things like that where it's like 
they would know, mm. but you wouldn't know. But Pooh is like... They'd get that satisfaction of watching you tuck into your... Oh, my God, don't. Whatever. I'm never complaining about anything again, no. ever. I'm going to... If someone served me, like, congealed old meat, I'd still be like, <laughs> cool, thank you. And you ordered a salad. Thank you for my lump of, like, corned beef. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's delicious. Thanks just, so like, much. pushed out of the, like... You know, they make corned beef in, like, a pot and yes. just like got weird jelly bits on it no thanks just put on a plate and i'm like vegetarian i'd still be like thank you i'm not actually yeah. vegetarian but like if i was yeah you'd still thank them because I'd otherwise be they'd give you two ice cream but that's so going back to that mm. i don't necessarily agree that this has happened before inverted commas potentially mm. i think this is like a one-off mm-hmm. random act <laughs> i just think it's just strange that the Coogee Bay Hotel just flatly denied it. They didn't really seem to, like, look into it or yes. fire anyone. Or that is interesting. They were just like, nah. Because I would think... But I guess then they're admitting it did happen. Maybe they quietly fired someone. <laughs> yeah. But then I would think, wouldn't it work better publicity-wise to be like, we're so sorry that this has happened to you. We don't know how it's happened. We've changed. And they did change a lot of things. They put in new cameras and stuff Mm -hmm. near the kitchen and so on. Like, they did actually do quite a few things to be like, this is never going to happen again. Mm. Because they had to, obviously. Um, But I would think you would do that from the beginning because it's your word against them. These are people that ate shit. Yeah. People are generally going to be more sympathetic towards them than they are to the big company Mm. that's denying it happened just from, you know, the way humans are. Yeah. I don't know. So then I'm like, maybe you really didn't. You really mm. were. But then how would you know? You wouldn't know 100% that none of your employees had done that. Yeah, maybe it's a legal thing. Like I watched that show, The Bold Type, mm-hmm. and uh, you've watched it. Yes. The one where she gets sued. Yes. And it's like you can't say – she says, I can't say sorry oh. because that's admitting fault. And if you do that, then someone can go, well, I'm going to sue you for a million dollars and oh. you're going to give it to me because you did – your staff that did must shit be what in my it is ice then. cream. That must be what it was. So maybe they did do their own internal investigation and go, it was you, you dirty rat, get yeah. out of here. Interesting. Because I'd never thought about that, but that must be why. Because for them to admit fault would be, like to say sorry, mm, Yeah, someone may have done this, then that then would you're give like grounds to... Or whatever. It's kind of a bit of a mess. And I actually do feel sorry for the whites because I think it'll be a horrible thing to go through. And then, like, obviously they wanted to be – they went public with it. Like, they did talk to a lot of outlets. They talked to news.com.au. They talked to Sydney Morning Herald. I'm pretty sure they talked to someone at the Telegraph, like I said. It was like they they personally talked to quite a few outlets. Yeah. But it would be – awful to have that on you for the rest of your <laughs> like life you ate poo yeah like, your mom ate poo it's very like <laughs> remember in the help and that's why i mean oh my god in the help that's, <laughs> i forget about that i was like why does this all sound familiar and it's because of the help i love that but that always makes me think surely they like obviously they didn't do it legally as per the legal case but yeah. surely they wouldn't you have wouldn't even that. think that because why yeah. would you be going around telling everybody it's a weird thing to do if you're gonna get money you do it a different way like oh i've fallen and i can't get up yeah something like i slipped on yeah. some water that you had poured all over the floor and yeah you know you, you should have cleaned it up sign down like that's an easier way surely yeah exactly anyway my friend that listens to the podcast actually uh-huh. she slipped on some essential oils at the reject shop oh my god and hurt her knee and got money oh 
I wish that had happened to me. Mm. Like a mild injury. Just a mild. Nothing serious. Just like a little one. Because like I tore my ACL at touch football, right? Mm-hmm. This was oh. ages ago. Yeah, it was bad. And I had to go through all this surgery and it yeah. cost me some money. And I had insurance, like private health insurance. And mm-hmm. it did nothing for me. Yeah. And then after the fact, like way after the fact, mm. we were like, we probably should have like reported it as like an injury mm. at the field or something. And I don't know. Do you like, but a lot of those places you have to sign. I mean, we probably did. I don't things. know. I don't know, Josie. I just wanted some money for my injury. <laughs> it's like our <laughs> colleague Cam wrote a wonderful story about how he participated in, in the halftime entertainment at the football and had to race the guy. They do it at my ground as well. They race someone really fast and yeah. then you win something. And he raced him and he fell over and fractured five ribs. Great story <laughs> on Pedestrian if you want to go and find it. I believe the headline is I fractured five ribs at the footy in front of 45,000 people. And, yes, there's video. <laughs> That's the headline. Um, and I, my first thing to him was, did you sign a waiver? <laughs> and he's like, yes. I was like, like, do Damn the it. pants off them. Um but he did. He had to sign his life away. Mm. So, I mean, it wasn't like expensive treatment for him, but still, I was like trying to get money. <laughs> and he couldn't. I have a funny story about the Coogee Bay Oh, Hotel. yes, you said. I was just about to remind you. So, so maybe it didn't happen when I was in Newcastle. Maybe I have my years mixed up because 2008 I lived here, but not in Coogee where I now live. Um, and I just always thought, like when I thought Coogee, I would just always thought Coogee Bay Hotel. My friend Amber lived in Coogee and I lived in Newtown, which was like, she lived on the beach. I lived in the inner West and I'd go on little, like, I'd come and stay with her. It was like a little holiday from the inner West. And she was like, I'm going to show you all the sights of Coogee. And we went to the Coogee Bay Hotel and I was just like, it was just full of backpackers and like the drunkest people alive in the eastern suburb. And as soon as we walked in, like we literally walked in and a guy just stood up and vomited all over the (gasps) table. (laughs) Oh my God. that it's is all over hell. the table in the beer garden. And then she's like, yeah. Because so, I was like, isn't that the place with the poo? And she's like, no, it's really fun. I'll change your mind. And we walk in and this guy just spears <laughs> everywhere. And I'm like, mm-hmm. She's like, let's go. <laughs> just like, turned around and left. It's like nicer now. They've done oh it God, up again. It's nice now. Yeah. Well, now I feel like the last, at least the last five years yeah it's been nice because i remember going there for events to do with work and stuff like yeah after work drinks and things like that and it was all really nice and they've done it up and it was yeah like a like a i would say it's like a just a generally nice place to go like if you if someone said to me oh i'm in coogee like where should i go for a drink i'd be like oh the pavilion or coogee Mm. bay hotel and it was kind of um, like pavilion's a bit more chic yes but coogee bay hotel isn't not isn't gross it isn't gross it's like no. a decent nice place it definitely was when i first yes went it there. went through a bad <laughs> a bad stage and it wasn't to do with the poo it was actually to do with like violence and yes. like people getting drunk yeah. and punching each other and yep. stuff but i have eaten at the coogee bay hotel recently mm-hmm. yeah it's it's nice yeah and i've eaten there too it's nice it's so nice. coogee no bay poo. hotel anyone that's listening to this and hasn't been before don't be scared off <laughs> it's fine now this is 10 year old story just so funny it was amazing at the time but yeah. now everything's fine it's all blown over but yeah so that's the Kuji bay hotel poo mystery i love that we'll never what know probably one. we'll probably never know who did it will. i don't think we will yeah friendly reminder to give us a nice review please five stars you don't have to say anything. even if this sounds just like shit because we don't know yet 
Um, yep. Tell your friends to listen. Yep. Um, Share it in groups. That's another thing that's been yes. helping us. If you go into like other... Yeah, like, they're... not podcast groups where they're like, please don't share shit in here. Mm. But, like, we're pretty open with people sharing. As long as it's not the actual podcast host constantly yes. posting their podcast. But, like, if you guys like, like, we're talking about The Lady Vanishes at the moment a lot. And yeah. I'm seeing that come up. And, you know, we're, we're so down with that. We're all listening to a lot of podcasts. But yeah. it helps us to get our podcast in front of other fan bases. Yes. So that whenever helps. there's one of those threads where it's like... And I've, I saw this the other day. That's why we're talking about it. It was really nice. It was over in the case file group and someone was asking something and someone said, all is your mystery hour. And I was like, oh, yay. Hi. <laughs> it me. <laughs> it me. And then another girl was like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to download it. So that was great. Grassroots, yeah. baby. Start um, the conversations. Yes. Just say, hey, I've been listening to this podcast. All of your mystery hour. It's you guys might like it. There's a lot less mouth noises, hopefully. We it's don't really, know. We don't know. improved the mouth noises. Maybe they haven't. More burping, less mouth noises. <laughs> <laughs> Butching. Butching. On that note. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.